Hey, writers, join our first draft weekly writers club. We meet every Tuesday from 12 to 1 Eastern time. For more information, go to writingclassradio.com and click on the classes tab. Such a lonely number when your mind is on another. I'm Andrea Askowitz. I'm Allison Langer, and this is Writing Class Radio. You'll hear true personal stories and learn how to write your own stories. Together, we produce this podcast, which is equal parts heart and art. By heart, we mean the truth in a story. And by art, we mean the craft of writing. No matter what's going on in our lives, writing class is where we tell the truth. It's where we work out our shit. There's no place in the world like writing class, and we want to bring you in. Today on our show, we share a story by Heidi Walker. The story is called Coming Home. So I wanted this story on our show basically for the heart of it. It is artfully written, but the story really struck me personally. And it's funny that I care about that so much because I always talking about how it doesn't matter if you experience the same thing in a story. If the author does it well, if the narrator does it well, it should touch our hearts no matter what the story is about. But in this case, this narrator comes home. And so did I. And so did you. What do you mean this narrator comes home? The story is about coming home, like returning to where she was born. I I like the story because it's about something that I personally went through. You know, in class, people always just call out and say, yeah, 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 that happened to me. And I usually say, well, you know, that's not really relevant. It doesn't really matter that the experience in the story is your same experience. What really matters is the narrator gets to something that's really true about everyone. But in this case is true for me. And so I want to talk about that after we hear the story. Awesome. So we'll talk more about that after we hear Heidi's story after the break. Have you ever thought, I'd love to have a podcast just like this one? Well, I can help. My name is Matt Kundal and everyone at my company, the Sound Off Podcast Network, had a hand in making this show. Whether it was about the sound, the discoverability, or that you're just enjoying the show, we are all about the detail. If you think you have a podcast in you, reach out to me via email, matt at soundoff.network. Or check out the website and become one of the great podcasts we work with at soundoff.network. Hey, writers. For the last 45 years, I've been going to tennis clinics to practice forehand, backhand serves. What does this have to do with writing? Well, practice, I've learned in the last 45 years, is what it takes to get good at anything. And that's why Writing Class Radio hosts a tips clinic, a writing tips clinic. We do this every second Saturday so that we can all practice going to scene, writing like we speak, omitting needless words, everything that it takes to become great or at least better at writing. So join us every second Saturday from 12 noon to 1 Eastern time on Zoom. To join, go to writingclassradio.com and click the link for the tips clinic. It's $10 and believe me, it's a lot cheaper than a tennis clinic. See you there. All right, we're back. This is Allison Langer and you're listening to Writing Class Radio. Up next is Heidi Walker. 
Heidi was born in Seattle, raised in the farmlands close to the city, and still lives in Seattle today. Is that a giveaway? She's a photographer and writer and says her world was filled with writing and reading. Books were gifts for birthdays and holidays. One year, she received three books titled Heidi, and she still has a copy on her bookshelf. Here's Heidi reading her story, Coming Home. I grew up on the wet side of the Cascade Mountains of the Pacific Northwest, land of eternal gray skies. There are more rainy days in the Puget Sound area than sunny days, although they are not rain-filled days. The joke is that Seattleites have 20 names for rain, heavy air, moistening, mist, drizzle, spitting, splatters, drenching, to name a few. We even use a term called sunbreaks where the sun peeks through the clouds for a few minutes to make us think we'll finally see the sun. We also call them sucker holes. In the dreariness of winter, where the only hint we have that is daytime is that the gray sky is lighter, the world becomes tones of gray and black. Red stop signs and yellow rain jackets become sodden hues of drab. Trees, shrubs, ferns, they all love this environment. Trees grow tall with moss dripping off their limbs. Shrubs and ferns grow thick at their trunks. I would often stand in the rain to disguise my tears cascading down my cheeks. I had to get out. Find a way to leave, to breathe, to be free of this claustrophobic, gloom-filled world. After high school graduation, I packed my car with my worldly possessions and my expectations. Bid a happy farewell to the forest and family to drive east to Ohio for college, where I lived for four years. During that time, I had a feeling that I would leave as soon as school was finished. While the forests were more open and the land a beautiful green, the deep-fried flavor of tradition tasted foreign to me. Change, if it happened at all, boiled slowly in northern Appalachia. I felt like an outsider and knew that this wasn't where my heart would stay. After college, I packed my car again and drove west toward the Rocky Mountains. I stood on the prairie looking at the horizon where I could see the sky touch the land. I breathed in freedom. The Rockies are perfect, and I was ready to stay for the rest of my life. The sun rose in the blue sky each day while stars glittered in the sky each night. Softball games were played under sapphire skies. Snowball fights were fought before the sun could melt the night's snowfall. Hikes were taken in a forest of golden aspen, contrasting sharply with the cobalt of the heavens. I loved it. I hated it. Denver experiences an average of 300 sunny days a year. 300 days of the sun glowing in the sky. 300 days of bright light casting dark shadows from the simplest of objects. 300 days indistinguishable from the next. I lived in Denver four years before I noticed my jaw hurt from clenched teeth while my shoulders and neck tensed each morning. I looked to the sky with hope, but rarely did relief come. 
Then, one autumn day, clouds rolled in thick and low to release the deluge on the eastern flanks of the Rockies. Heavy rains fell for several days. Towns north of Denver flooded. Swollen rivers crested their banks to inundate farms and roadways. I used my umbrella for the first time in years to get to work. Since my office had no windows, I lounged in my boss's office, watching the rain splatter on the window to distort the buildings across the parking lot. As raindrops coursed down the sill, I could feel each frayed nerve relax, as if my body were a moss-covered log deprived of life giving water for too long. I soaked up the abstract colors and shapes, then turned to my boss to give him my notice. I missed the dreary wet days that seemed to last all year. I missed the sun breaks and the mist. I missed moss dripping from large trees. I missed the cool comfort of the forest. I missed the rain. A month later, I drove across the Cascade Mountains, from the dry climate to wetness. Dark green trees stood stately along the highway, greeting travelers near the end of their journey. I turned off the interstate onto country roads past farms where rain soaked into the rich brown soil. Horses looked out from red barn doors protected from the light drizzle outside. My car tires splashed in puddles as I drove the old roads back home. This time I'm coming home. This time I'm coming home. This time I'm coming home. but I I get the best feeling from this this narrator. I just loved her. I love her voice. She's adorable. I same. 100%. You know, this piece is only 735 words. Let me just go through it. Mhm. Cuz a lot came up for me like both in the writing and in the personal part that I talked about earlier in the show. But right away, she she's comes from the wet side instead of west side. <laughs> I thought that was cool. Yeah, I thought that was just like a really good moment. And then the Seattleites have 20 names for rain. That's, yeah, I didn't know that. And then spitting was one of them. I just, she really, for me, like showed how dreary and rainy and yucky Seattle is. Sun breaks are also called sucker holes. (laughs) Like, Oh, did you, um, have you ever watched Portlandia? I love that. So there's this one bit that I saw in Portlandia where there's like a tiny, tiny little drop of sun. Mm -hmm. All the characters are sitting in that little sunspot, but then it moves and then they like run to the little sunspot again. They're they're like in a median in the middle of a street and they're like running out for like the tiny spot of sun. Um, Yellow rain jackets. It's all drab, drab. Tears. She's claustrophobic. I get a total sense of what she's feeling from the beginning. And I'm convinced that Seattle is bad. 
It's rainy. It's bad. It's claustrophobic. Then she moved to Ohio, but then she's already, she's not happy already right away. And then that made me think about, um, and this is where like I turned to my own self. I remember being in my twenties and wanting to like constantly thinking about where am I going to live? Did you do that? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. After college, I came back. And then I was like, do I need to get out of here? And then I did. And then I drove my car all over the place looking for like the perfect place, determined never to come back to shitty Miami, you know, hot, snobby, materialistic. I was like, this is not me. I got to get out of here. The land of mediocrity. That's Miami. Yes. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's maybe why I succeeded here. You know, anyway, I fit in. But anyway, the point is, is I went to Colorado too and was like, this is the coolest place ever. But then the cold and perfect snowy ski days and the sunny, beautiful, you know, cool nights and like the whole thing. And I couldn't wait to get back to Miami. Well, what's interesting is that she turns 300 beautiful days into a problem. But one thing that I wanted to note about the way she was writing in that section, the writing got really pretty, like sapphire skies. Just the writing changed. Like it was light and beautiful. It was meta. Yeah. Yeah. But she did do this thing that I thought was really well done. So you didn't, as a listener or reader, have to figure out exactly what she was feeling and thinking based on her lovely language. She gave us the lovely language, like the sapphire skies. But then she said, I loved it. I hated it. Yeah. We knew. I I liked the clarity of that. Did you love the deep fried flavor of tradition tasted foreign to me? I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that was really good. That was when she was in Ohio. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then she says the Rockies were perfect and I was ready to stay for the rest of my life. So it shows that she has this great attitude. She's trying her hardest to love these places. But to me, it just showed that the internal malcontent that really had nothing to do with where she was probably. I don't know about that. Really? Because I feel like that's what was true for me. I just needed to float around. And like, I mean, we got to recognize that we're like super lucky that we were people, are people that are able to like, well, let me choose this place to live. You know, that's really privileged and lucky. But I went to college in Philadelphia and then I was like, ooh, this place is too cold and dark and dreary. So let me try uh, Washington, D.C. Let me, that was good. But then let me try L.A. Like, you know, L.A. took me years to get used to L.A. because it was so vapid and just dry. You know, you need lotion in L.A. Yeah, yeah. A lot of lotion. No, absolutely. But I didn't know that lotion. I didn't know people use lotion all the time. Because in Miami, do you use lotion? No. And I used sunblock on my face that had tinted to block out all my blemishes and skin discoloration. And when I used that in LA, it dried my skin out like crazy. And and here it's perfect. (laughs) So yeah, your products are different. I mean, minor, minor little things. No, but I mean, it's the way that you experience a day, the day to day. Yeah. Like I just don't buy lotion. Right. At all, ever. I mean, it's just not something in my mindset. But in LA, I was like, geez, Like this is even before I was old and my legs were like flaky. Yeah. So I needed full body lotion. Yeah. No, the thing that I disagree with you about is that I do think that weather is in our bones because people who are born in Miami 
love Miami and they end up coming back to Miami, even if they hate Miami. There's something about the pull, the weather that. And you think it's because of the weather? I think it's a lot because of the weather. And because like because of the weather, we are out doing things every day, 365 days a year. Hold on a second. I want to tell the truth to our listeners about what they may have been told about Miami weather. Miami weather is like known for being like this beautiful, great, warm weather. But let's tell the truth about the summer sucks. Wait, June, July, August and September are so fucking hot that you can't even walk outside for five minutes during the day without like sweltering in the shade. You have to get in a car. Yeah, in the shade. And then if you get into a car, I feel so sorry for you because your car is boiling, like hurts your butt to sit down. Am I exaggerating? No, you're not. You can't even touch the steering wheel. It is so hot. And if you by accident hit your arm against the metal seatbelt thing, you get burned. I mean, Miami weather is in the winter, gorgeous. In the summer, hell. I I want to tell the truth about that because I'm really annoyed by that. Well, what I loved about this piece is that she really didn't go into the people she met or the job she had. It was all about weather and how it's basically in her blood. Well, wait, wait, what you're saying? It was in her blood? She she was a moss-covered log. Yeah. It was her. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And so as, as much as I loved living in Colorado and it was fun and, and we got to ski and we did all these new things, it was new. And when the newness wore off, I was like, I've got to get warm. My bones need to get warm. I want to go back to the beach and to playing tennis 24-7 and, you know, going out without a jacket and freaking beanie. It's just, it, you. It's, it's something that you get used to and it's very hard. You can adjust temporarily, but what I'm saying is eventually people come <laughs> back to raise their families here. There's something else that I think to that point, like it's in our bones. So I just want to tell this quick story about when I was living in LA, there was a news report about a helicopter that crashed in Miami. And I was watching the news, you know, those were in the days that you like watch TV news. I don't know how I, I didn't even have a TV, but whatever. I saw the news somehow and there was a helicopter crash and I saw the land around the helicopter and I got this like, God, that is, that is like the most beautiful place I've ever seen. Like I felt this yearning and like connection to the literal like land where that helicopter crashed. It was my mom's yard. Bullshit. I fuck you not. It landed, a <laughs> helicopter crashed. I fuck you my- not. <laughs> I shit you not. Yeah. I shit you not. Crashed in your mom's yard? Yeah. A helicopter crashed on my mom's yard. It was on the news. I was like, that is the most beautiful, like the grass there, the trees I saw. I didn't know it was my mom's yard because it was like, you know, they didn't show the house. That's the connection we have, I think, to the to our land. That's where I grew up. It crashed on my yard. I like. I was like, God, that's so pretty there. And and that relates to the story how because it's in me. It, it was in my bones. This place, Miami, my my town, my yard. Yeah, it was so in me that I saw a picture of it, not knowing it, what it was, and I felt so connected, like. I loved it so much. So that's interesting because, you know, I'm, I'm staring at the, the essay, so I see it written. And she says Denver experiences an average of 300 sunny days a year. 
300 days of glowing sun in the sky, 300 days of bright light casting dark shadows from the simplest object, 300 days indistinguishable from the next. So she she has these great transitions with every end of every paragraph that are so good that then take you to the next place because you're getting, oh my God, this is this place is too perfect for the narrator. That doesn't feel like home to her. It's foreign and she doesn't, you know, feel comfortable with that. So it's when it started to rain, there was like some relief of this perfection and she felt whole again. And that was so cool. Like she did this through weather. She told the whole story without even mentioning a friend, a job, a thing she bought, something she was wearing. You know, it's just, she did it really, really well done. So maybe in the first draft, she may have had other things, but when she got down to it and figured out what her story was about, she got rid of all those probably, you know? It didn't need to be full of other stuff that wasn't important to this story. I know she worked on this story a bunch because she said it in an email that it was that it took her a while to land this piece. Because sometimes it's yeah, she probably did have to peel out stuff that wasn't just about weather. The weather revealed everything about her. Yeah. In the end, she missed what she knew. Yeah. Both of us did the same thing. We both came back to what we knew. And I feel like if I had to look at like my five high school friends and then guess who was going to come back, I wouldn't have guessed me, but I am the only one. I came back. Wow. I know. I'm so boring. Uh, Obviously not. She's not trying to impress anybody. She's just trying to be who she is and where she feels the best. And I think that's really important for us to pay attention to. That's true. I don't need to judge. And, and I do also really love the humidity here because it, it, it's good for my hair. So the last line, too, she drove the old roads back home. Yeah. Boom! This time I'm coming home. Thank you for listening. And thank you, Heidi Walker, for sharing your story. Writing Class Radio is produced by Allison Langer, Andrea Askowitz, that's me, and Matt Kundal, Evan Serminski, at the Sound Off Media Company. Theme music by Courtney Fox. Additional music by Jamie Lee Wilson. The song you hear now, This Time I'm Coming Home, is licensed through Megatracks and available at jamieleewilson.com. There's more Writing Class on our website, writingclassradio.com, including essays to study, editing resources, video classes, writing retreats, and live online classes. Join our writing community by following us on Patreon. For $10 a month, I'll answer all your publishing questions. For $25 a month, you can join our first draft weekly writers group. You have the option to join Tuesdays from 12 to 1 Eastern, or Wednesdays from 6 to 7 Eastern. And that class is now being facilitated by Zarina Fry, who's just super fun. You'll write to a prompt and share what you wrote. If you're looking to take your writing to the next level, for $125 a month, you can get first draft and second draft. In second draft, each week, three people bring a second draft for feedback. And Allison and I both have a second draft class that you're welcome to join. Join the community that comes together for instruction, an excuse to write, and most importantly, the support from other writers. To learn more, go to patreon.com slash writingclassradio. A new episode will drop every other Wednesday. There's no better way. Don't forget about the swag. 
We got swag. We have such cute sweatshirts and t-shirts and notebooks and hats on our website. Just go to writingclassradio.com and hit the swag tab. There's no better way to understand ourselves and each other than by writing and sharing our stories. Everyone has a story. What's yours? by the Sound Off Media Company. You looking to make the most out of this life and optimize your personal wellness? Then check out the Natural Man Podcast. Join me, host Mike C, as we explore all areas of human wellness, physical, mental, and emotional. Learn strategies to optimize your own well-being and be in the driver's seat of your own health. Remember, your doctor works for you. Learn biohacks, neurohacks, ways to improve sleep, and ways to optimize your body and your mind. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, the Fountain app, and at naturalmanpodcast.com.